Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, I talked to Mark Mars from Niche Website Builders. And they did a data analysis, uh, well, a data analysis, that's what it is. And they looked at 5,000 content sites and they were trying to determine uh, sort of how much content a site needed and the authority or domain rating as uh, hrefs determines it for various thresholds of earnings. So I think it's $1,000, 5000 and 10000 And we have some conclusions or at least, uh, you know, some data to look at. So Mark, thanks a lot for doing this experiment. How's it going today? Very good. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, very well. I've uh, recently moved house, so I'm uh, getting used to my new office. The background looks the same to you, but it's very different. So everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And for people that don't know you, can you give a little intro about uh, you know, your background, how you got into niche sites, and then what you're doing now? And you know, you can make it super brief. You've been on the show, you know, six times or something, so people probably know of you. But just in case it's their first episode, yeah. So my name is Mark Mars. I'm co-founder of Niche Website Builders. Uh, essentially, we're an agency that helps content publishers um, build profitable content sites. Um, so anything from people just starting out right up to people who are trying to scale up their portfolio. Perfect. Now let's talk about this, uh, you know, specific analysis that you did. What was the origin? Why did you guys think we want to look at all this data and try to figure out what's going on? And what was the goal? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's the original goal and then a few other things kind of spun out of the data that we were kind of nice, nice to have, I guess. But I guess one of the most common questions as like a, a company who helps uh, people make, you know, build content sites is that, like, well, how, you know, like, well, how much do I need? How much is it going to take me to get to like a thousand dollars a month or five or 10 or whatever? And the, the, the problem we have with that is the answer we'd always give is, is unsatisfactory in general, although realistic, it's un unsatisfactory because people, you'd say, well, Every niche is different. Every every site is different. Some sites slow. Some site some 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 start quickly. Like, but if you're consistent and you stick at it, you'll get there in the end. And like, that's the truth. But like, like, it's not a good answer, is it? It's not what someone wants to hear. They want to hear like hard facts and hard numbers. So, um, the re the reason we embarked on this project was to try and give people some sort of roadmap, some sort of guidance into into this is what it takes to get to those certain thresholds. So that was that, that was our goal really uh, to begin with is that we just wanted to have a slightly more conclusive answer to those to that question. Right. And that is yeah, super common question and you know the reason people want to know is they don't want to waste their time or effort or resources. So if they're working on something they like they want to know that it's going to work. And probably when like you and I got started with niche sites, things happen faster. So you maybe could get a site going in like two or three months and make like thousands per month. So mm -hmm. that was a little faster and people, you know, were okay to do that. But now to do that, it may take like two years, which is kind of mind boggling. But like my first site, it really was just a few months and it really kicked off. It grew fast and it was, I mean, it, eventually got penalized. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's yeah. not the benchmark we want to have. So pe <laughs> people want to know if this is going to work and how long it's going to take. Now, where did you get the data for the analysis? Yeah. So all this, so it's, 
a lot of hard graph, but a lot of the data came come from Ahrefs. So we're using Ahrefs data in terms of domain rating and traffic and those kind of things. So, and, um, and what I will say is that we can't guess the uh, the income of every niche site that exists. So we were just basing our findings on uh, ad revenue. So giving like an an arbitrary EPMV of twenty five dollars, which is kind of you know, you might be a bit lower than that. You might be a bit higher than that. It's kind of a good, ben- a good kind of benchmark, really, $25. And um, and therefore, we base the income on rav- ad revenue. So we say if it's EPVMB of $25 and you get 100,000 visitors a month, then you're going to earn X from that. So really what we're showing is really like the the minimum level you could get just with, with ads. If you were to monetize in any other additional ways, then that could be all, all be on top. And as we know, Ahref generally under reports on traffic as well. So again, that's slightly on the pessimistic side as well. So, you know, we're just trying to be, wanted to be realistic, if not a little bit pessimistic in terms Mm -hmm. of showing people like what they need to do and be realistic in that case. Okay, cool. And basically, you know, you had for any analysis like this, you have to make assumptions. So you went through a number of them there. You just assumed ad revenue because that would be the most conservative way to do it. $25 EPMB earnings per thousand visitors. You looked at the estimated traffic from HREFs, which is you know mm-hmm. kind of the benchmark standard. It does often underestimate. So you're aiming on the conservative side. Now, how did you pick these specific sites? So you looked at 5,000 and you know this is an area for people that have whatever, like a scientific method background or, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, the sample is super important. So if you do an experiment on, you know, college kids at Harvard, those are different than like the general population, which, you know, a lot of psychological experiments end up being students at the given school, which often are like high end. So it's not a very good representative sample. Sure, they can go, you know, outside their university or whatever. But a lot of times that's what happens. I know when I was in college, I did some experiments. Did did you do that when you were in college? (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah yeah kind of i mean I, I did a computer science degree so there yeah. was um a bit of experimentation in that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no i mean i was what, a subject experiments. yeah yeah you, oh, i mean you go oh, in as a you subject like, right yeah you, you get like extra credit or you, they give you like 20 bucks <laughs> or something no i don't remember i know we didn't do that <laughs> okay yeah yeah we had a psychology lab or whatever so i would go in yeah. there anyway how did you pick the sites how did, how did you get the five thousand sites yeah, so we dug. We just dug, did a lot of digging, really, and f- uh, in in Ahrefs. So it was it was, um, you know, looking at competitors of competitors and going kind of going down that route. So I mean, well, as we'll say, is the data is incomplete. We've got another ten thousand sites kind of lined up to add to that as well. Because what we want to do is, well, the the goal was to try break it down by niche as well. So we say, you know, if you're in the gardening niche, then this is the data for that niche, and so therefore, you know, we need a good sample size just in gardening as well. So we've got like an overall and then we've got it breaking down by niche. But actually, as, we, as we'll, we'll see in a bit, like when you kind of, unless you're going into super competitive niches, when you break down all of the niches across the board, the um, the, the results are surprisingly similar um, from okay. the from the from the ones that we do have. Um, so yeah, whether, whether that, that will be interesting anyway, breaking it down by niche, when it ends up being kind of the, roughly the same, it right. might it may not may turn out not to be that interesting. But we, we want to get 
we've got a goal to get 15,000 in there at the moment. Got it. And so one thing that I'll do as the interviewer, I'm going to like poke holes and I mean, the data analysis is fantastic and we'll be able to draw some conclusions, but the, there's a couple flaws, right. in going through it. And it doesn't mean that the information and conclusions are not useful. It's just like we have blind spots. So what you just said is like, Oh, it looks pretty much the same across the different industries, but you're assuming like 25 bucks across the board. But we know like business and financial is going to be completely different as a hobby than a hobby one. Like the EPMVs are going to be completely different. Right. So do you account for that kind of stuff? Uh, no, not at the moment anyway. So no, the, the, I guess the, what I mean by similar is like what we're measuring really is like how many pieces of content does the site have and what's the DR of that site to get to, to a certain level. So yeah, you're right. Like I think EPMVs will, will be different. Although you can't predict those either. Like you, you'll find two sites in the same niche and they'll be wildly different. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So as soon as we start trying to make other assumptions, then they fall apart too. So, okay. The other question before we get to the results here, you were looking at sites that got a certain amount of traffic and potentially are successful, right? So that's how you selected them. Mm -hmm. There's probably a survivorship bias there, right? Those are the ones that worked. Yeah. So are there, I mean, there could be sites that maybe they have the right amount of content, but they don't have like a high enough DR. Maybe they do have a high DR and the traffic's low, but basically do you have a good spread of uh, successful sites versus non-successful sites? Or is it all successful sites that you looked at? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So we, 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 we've been talking to some data scientists to try and get their, to try and get the, uh, to, I, know, to, I guess to glean even more insight out of the data that we already have that we would, as non-data scientists, would would be able to do. And uh, and actually, th there wasn't that. One of the things was survivor bias that we kind of wanted to be able to like dig into a little bit. The problem with that is that you know the data scientist has no idea either, like how many sites succeed or fail. So um, I think at the moment what we're doing is we're showing. Just sites sites that have that are at the level that we want them to be. Now, beyond that, we can start to make some assumptions like, okay, let's assume that over a course of time, that's 10% of sites fail for whatever reason. They get hit by a hit by a, an update or 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 whatever. We can't, we can't really count somebody who gives up <laughs> because right. like they gave up. It was it was a human thing. So so but you know, it's impossible to see those sites have failed because they don't exist anymore. It's impossible for us to count them. Because that we, we can't, they're gone. Right. They don't, they don't, they don't exist anymore. Or we 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 only started at a level of like twenty uh, twenty five thousand uh, visitors, like as as per Ahrefs as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, it's not really easy to work out how many. It's, well, I, I don't know unless you can think of a way, but we couldn't come up with a way of like working out the percentage of sites that might fail over time. No. <laughs> no. And, and by the way, I'm not, um, for people that are listening, uh, I'm not trying to poke holes. I'm just asking questions. So it's not that I agree. It's just, these are questions that need to be asked. And like when mm -hmm. you're doing an experiment, like you guys are probably asking the same questions, like how is someone going to discredit any of our conclusions? And then you try to figure out like, how can we do that? Or how can we say like, here, here are the flaws, right? So back in the corporate world, in the, uh, you know, many of the documents, it's like we list out the potential successes and we list out the potential failure parts because everyone needs to know 
the full context, mm. not just focusing on the good parts. So, okay. So have a bunch of data. And the thing is like, I don't know how you would, how you would account for the unsuccessful sites, but I could think of an example, how you might find, it may not get the traffic, the 2,500 or 25,000, uh, visitors per month, but, uh, like link building content mill type sites. So this could be, uh, an expired domain that had, you know, good metrics. People can juice up the domain rating by sending a bunch of, you know, links over to it with, you know, net blog networks of some kind or some other kind of gray hat link building, right? They could also publish a ton of content because they're doing it as a link building activity for uh, a company, right? So there's services that just build links. They maybe have, you know, 5,000 pieces of content. They have a high domain rating of like 60. And I've seen plenty of these sites out there. Right? Yeah. And they're not getting much traffic though. They might get a little bit, but typically they would look like a huge site with t- like a ton of links, but it's really just a garbage site. So yeah, I'm, and you guys went through and like looked at each one of the sites individually, right? That's right. Yeah. So you can okay. see that in the data, we've got like a scatter graph as well. So you can see like, you know, those that are performing above and below average and um, you know, those outliers, both in terms of, they're doing well with only a few with a low domain rating and a few pieces of traffic right down to the ones that like you've just described there. Okay. Now let's get to the data. So before we, before we get to it, um, is there anything else that you need to share about like the analysis or the context? And then I'll just, I'll let you share your screen. Um, and then we can get into it. And for the people that are just listening, we'll put a link out there, uh, to look at the Google Doc that has the data and the scatter graph and all the other information. So, Mark, is there anything else that you need to tell us about before you share some results? Yeah, so we, we, we yeah we haven't got a, sh- a link to share at the moment, but we're definitely going to share it uh, at some point in, in the future, in the next few weeks. So, uh, probably the best thing to do is to sign up to our mailing list at Niche Website Builders and go to the content page, and then you'll be you'll see it when it comes when we when we mail it over to you. Um, but yeah, I guess the, I guess there's, other, there's a few other things that we managed to kind of get out of this, um, which we kind of didn't really plan for at the beginning. So um, I guess in terms of niche niche research, it was really useful finding out you know what sites are doing well and, and why, so we could kind of really dig into those. So we could like really find those outlier sites, and really great for like our tomb raiding uh, exercise as well, where we try and find we the sites that are of lower authority that are doing well, that are kind of overperforming. Over and um, you know how we can kind of um, look to rank for the keywords and and, co- and topics that they're already ranking for. Um, it's also great we found for uncovering sub niches that we've not considered before. So you might look at a site and go, "Well, that's that site's doing really well." When you dig into it, you, there's a whole sub niche which is underserved. That is like that their all their traffic is going to that you hadn't considered. Um, so then, you know, we found that that's a good way of finding those sub niches that are under underserved that we can kind of uh, dig into as well. Okay, can you give an, an example of that? Oh gosh, um, maybe come back to it if you don't have one uh, handy. But yeah, yeah, not off the top of my head. Not okay, top of my head. all right. Should I share your screen now or? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're looking at um, basically a chart. So like like Mark said, you could hop over, sign up for their email list, and then you'll be able to um, get a copy of this whenever they distribute it. So yeah, what are we looking at here? What what do we need to know? 
Yeah, so I guess you can, ch- uh, if you're on the podcast version, this would be hard for you to see, but you can go and check it out on Doug's YouTube channel um, for the full thing. But I'll try and describe it as best I can. So what we're showing here is a list of, of the 5,000 sites. We're in the process of categorizing them into niches. So we've got a few gaps kind of here. Um, but what it shows is uh, a, a table. Oh, so basically, we've banded all of these sites into different bandings, so 10 to 25K. Oh, sorry, so we started at 10K. I lied. 25 to 50k, 50k to 150, and then like bands up to a million. Um, and that's um, traffic, right? So that's traffic. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so traffic banding. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so the more we can see is this. There's a table here which shows all sites combined. So this is not niche specific. This is just all of the sites together. And we can see that if we want to get to across these 5,000 sites, if we want to get to $1,000 a month, then on average we need 383 pieces of content. And when you're the DR of 35. So what we found this is really good for, like I say, giving that roadmap. So uh, you know, somebody might come to us and have you know, 400 pieces of traffic, but their DR is just like down at five or six. They're not getting the, the sorry, the domain rating is down four, five or six. They're not getting the traffic they're expecting, and they're not making you know any, any money from the site. So we say, look, you know, this is where you should really focus your attention on your link building because you've got plenty of content on the, at the moment. Also, vice versa, if someone's working with an age domain, they might already have a decent domain rating. It's just that we need to focus on content to kind of get them to that level. But what I thought was really interesting, or the most interesting about this data, is that um, if you see, it takes it's to get to $1,000, we're talking about 400 pieces of content, a DR35. To get to 3x that, so on a heading towards $3,000, say, it only takes two-thirds of the... A content again so it's only another um like 200 pieces of content right 605 pieces of content and a dr42 so we've only skipped up seven dr points here to get to 3000 look at the next the next one up so we're at nearly six thousand dollars here we've only got 800 pieces of content so we've only got double the pieces the the number of pieces of content that it took to get to a thousand dollars but now we're at six thousand dollars with a dr46 and it's 11 dr points higher which is not something that's completely 46 might sound a lot to people and getting from 35 to six is isn't insignificant but it's not it's not something that's impossible either it's, it's not a, a such a high dr that you'd never expect to get there right so um that was something that was really insightful for us and we found really interesting that you know the more content you you, you keep putting you put on the the better the the better the return kind of over time i guess sure Okay. And one thing, you know, that jumps out. So you mentioned the DR46 uh, for that particular uh, traffic area uh, band, which is 150K to 250K. So a quick note, I know um, I've covered this in the past, but I had a site that you guys worked on with a shotgun skyscraper campaign for about uh, five or six months. I think maybe it was six months. And you guys got me from a zero DR to like a 48 in six months. Mm -hmm. And it was within the first six months. And I didn't have nearly as much traffic. Now, you know, an interesting point. So I have a site that's actually getting, uh, it's probably in the band uh, of 50K to 150K. And it has, you know, 200 pieces of content. It has a very low EPMV just because of the specific mm. pages that get a lot of traffic. They just are not very commercially driven. So it's earning, uh, you know, a, a, a quarter of what 
the estimate is on the estimated revenue, which is about 2,800 bucks or so. And, you know, it's earning, you know, far under what the assumption is on the other side of this. Right. So on the other side, we have, um, basically sites that are monetized, uh, with mostly affiliate, maybe they have like a hundred pieces of content and they get, you know, 50,000 visitors a month and they're making like $20,000 a month. Right. So yeah. there's huge range, but it kind of narrows it down as far as expectations, like you're saying. Um, yeah. so it's a so, huge range. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously, this is average, but yeah, obviously we have sites that massively overperform, mostly underperform, but the good thing about this average, and I guess that's another thing that we got from this data that we weren't expecting was that we, um, you know, if our site is underperforming the average, we can then go and check. Maybe it's time to revisit those competitors and go, okay, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Is it is it their backlink profile that's helping them? Is that either way they structured their site or their pages? Uh, are they have they got an FAQ section with schema? Like, what is it that they've that they've got that I haven't got? And so that you know that was like another thing that we saw. I think you know we're underperforming the average. Why? Got it. Okay. Cool. So, anything else um, on this particular chart? Yeah, I will quickly scoot go off because it's probably boring for the podcast people. But yeah, there's another there's another table down here where we we can we've we've got a drop down for the, for a bunch of different niches. So it's on food at the moment. We've got 615 sites that are categorised in the food uh, section there. Um, what you can see for them is that actually of the sites that we've got, and this might be the not being data to, uh, statistically significant, but you know it's saying we've got a DR12 of 96 to get to six uh, with 96 pages to get to a 643 uh, income, but then it jumps up very rapidly to, to 43. But again, we're on, we, we kind of see the similar kind of jumps here where the more content you put on, like the better of return on investment per piece of content uh, that you kind of, you get. Um, but yeah, we've got this broken down and some of them have got more sites than others. But as I say, we're trying to, we haven't categorized even these first 5,000 yet, um, but we're going to get another 10,000 in there to, to break that down as well. I guess the other thing to show is this scatter graph. I mean, it's kind of what everyone expects, but it's kind of nice to see it. Um, so we've got the graph shows the the DR versus monthly visitors. So the DR is um, along the bottom here, and it's kind of like an exponential graph. So the, the, the spacings don't kind of make sense. We've got 1, 5, 10, 50 here. And then we've got um, the monthly visitors up to so a million at the top here. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of you know definitely see that the higher the DR, um, you can expect you know higher monthly visitors over time. That graph's quite clearly showing that. Um, on the second second one is the number of pages versus the monthly visitors. Again, you'd expect if you have more pages, you're going to rank for more keywords and you're going to get more monthly visitors. So nothing entirely surprising here, but um, yeah, kind of a graph that shows that along the bottom, a hundred pieces of content, a thousand, ten thousand there. Gotcha. And they're both on logarithmic scales, right? So it, it does, it looks a little bit different because I mean, when I, it, the one thing that I can see on the number of pages versus monthly visitors, it looks like up to about a thousand, it makes a pretty big difference, but beyond 1000 or maybe, uh, maybe 2000 or so it sort of drops off. So there's sort of diminishing mm -hmm. returns. Is, is that about right? Do you see that too, Mark? Yeah, so I guess what, what is funny here is that from 1,000, you kind of got this little jump, and then here you kind of got a jump. But I think that might be because we're missing some sites. Uh, or, you know, maybe we haven't got some sites in that range. Or we, we haven't worked out whether that's Ahrefs, our data, or something else. But 
kind of looks a bit strange, but um, I don't know. So the, I, I guess so. I think we, I think we just have less sites up at this high, re- high range, which mm-hmm. kind of makes it maybe look a little bit like it's diminishing returns um, because there's obviously there's just less sites that are getting the higher levels of traffic oh, and there's okay. much more down at this level. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's probably true. There's, there's just fewer sites with 5,000 pieces of content, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay, cool. Anything else with this graph? Nope. That's it. All right. Great. So we have some uh, broad conclusions. And the initial question that you were looking to answer here is uh, how much uh, content and DR do I need to get to 1,000, 5,000, and 10,000? So do you have a concise answer for that? Or is it just something you have to kind of peruse the data? Yeah, I mean, it shows it on the data. So we got one that shows 992, so basically 1,000 there. What was the other one? 5,000. We've got 5,700. I mean, yeah. Essentially, yeah, this answer is not just that, but, you know, other right up to, well, 20,000 in this case, uh, monthly visit, uh, monthly revenue. Okay. Um, so, yeah. can, you, can you summarize it quickly for everyone? So how much content and what DR do you need for $1,000 and then go up to five and then 10K? Yeah, so $1,000, uh, we're at DR35, uh, 383 pages um, for 5,000. So I've got 5,798, so closer to 6,000. We're looking at a DR46 with 807 pages. And for 10,561 on average, we're looking at a DR51 with 1,203 pages. That's based on, yeah, okay, the data that we've got, yeah. All right. Well, like we said, we can, uh, you know, share the data that you have and you guys will be adding um, 10,000 more sites over, you know, some period of time. Sounds like the analysis takes a little while, right? Yeah, it'll take a few months to do that. Um, But Elaine has been tasked with a lot of that, (laughs) pulling that data together, yeah. Okay, cool. Amazing. Well, this is pretty cool, Mark. And uh, thanks a lot for sharing. Um, And looking forward to hearing how, you know, I, I think you'll, maybe have some you know different general conclusions as you get more data or it'll just confirm what you're looking at. Additionally, once a lot of people look at this, I bet people will suggest different ways to look at it or consider uh, the survivorship bias or something like that. So you may like shift how you're looking at the data too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be interesting if anyone's got the input for sure. All right. So for people that want to check out um, some of the stuff that you guys are doing at uh, Niche Website Builders, um, we'll put links and all that. And and actually, this is part of a double episode. So we are going to be talking uh, just a few minutes, Mark, about the digital PR service. So you guys have that. You have content, other link building stuff. Uh, Where do people go? So yeah, head straight to nichewebsite.builders and you can check us out there. We've got a YouTube channel, so you can check that on the We've got a video tab um, and we've got some Facebook groups as well. Niche website builders and niche website flippers. So you can go and check those out too. Cool. And this is actually coming out on Thanksgiving. So there's Black Friday deals and you can go directly to the site. But if you want to help me out, uh, you can use my affiliate link and there's some discount codes and some other stuff. And then Mark will give me a commission, basically. So if you want to help me out, I really appreciate it. So thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you in a minute here. Great. Thanks, Doug. Thank 
you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here on my computer recording stuff, and uh, you're listening to it, and I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.